Welcome to another edition of the Hangout Podcast. This is your host, Juan Hernandez. Today I'm sitting here with my good friend for, how long have we known each other? For two years about? A couple years. Close maybe. to two years. Uh, David Nunez, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks, good to be here. David, uh, I met you about, this is going to be about two years ago. Yeah. At the Ronald McDonald House. Ronald McDonald House. In March. Just uh, kind of tell the people out there um, who you are and where you where you come from and kind of what you do uh david nunez i'm from odom texas which is about uh 20 miles north of um, corpus christi uh i usually say i'm i'm from corpus because i i lived there for about Mm -hmm. you know a good 15 15 years or so wow and uh but i grew up in odom that's where i went to school that's where i was raised it's a real small town um Mm -hmm. But that's where I'm from originally, and then uh, and uh, lived in Corpus, like I said, for a while. I um, uh, Odom was a very small town, three thousand people, population, uh, not much going on there. But um, I uh, met some. I had uh, two of my best friends. I met there, mm-hmm. and we're still f- uh, friends to this day. And uh, that, that's going on for 45 years or so that we're still friends. Anyway, um, we managed to get out of there. And uh, we all went off to college and we were artists and writers. And um, that's how I became, you know, a graphic designer, which is what I do now to, mm-hmm. to this day. I'm getting ready to retire from my job at, uh, as a graphic designer. So. Wow, it's been that long already. Yeah, <laughs> I'm 62. I'll be 62 in February. This, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this month. Mm-hmm. This wow, you don't even look 62 at all. <laughs> you yeah, well, appreciate that. But yeah, I'll be 62, and uh, hopefully in two and a half years I'll be able to retire and uh, take it easy. Mm-hmm. What kind of what kind of stuff did you do um, as far as uh, writing and stuff like that? And well, I didn't <clears throat> I didn't do the writing. I did the drawing. The drawing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And you know, <clears throat> you have to understand we were in Odom, Texas. This is, I mean, mm-hmm. they didn't have anything. The, the only thing you could do in high school was uh, that was creative was uh, join the band or uh, FFA, you know, Future Farmers. Yeah, America. that's all they had. Uh, there were no art classes, um, no writing classes, nothing creative. We kind of had to do that on our own. Mm-hmm. And my best buddy, uh, name is John Lopez. I met him because he was uh, doing some sketching on a, on a little index card, and and I had, you know, I was interested in drawing too, and so we got to know each other that way. But he was more of a writer, mm-hmm. and uh, there was another friend of mine named Jesse. Also uh, went to school, and he was also an artist, and that's how we became friends. But um, in high school, you know, we we knew we met each other in th- in sixth grade. When we got to high school. John, the writer, decided he wanted to uh, write a comic book, and we were going to draw it. Mm-hmm. And this is like in our uh, junior year, senior year, and we actually between the f- and there was another guy, fourth guy, but he was he lived in a, another town, you know, called Robstown, just maybe fifteen miles away. And between the four of us, John doing the writing, Jesse, Sammy, and me doing the drawing, we put out a comic book in high school um and uh, there was something something that uh, you you just don't hear about <laughs> yeah no because because back then 
it, there was no internet, no nothing, nothing man. like that. And uh, it, it was interesting because it's a funny story because um, we had to mow lawns and do all kinds of you know work here and there, just little uh, yard work to save up money to get this thing printed. Mm-hmm. And we also had to advertise for it. We advertised in these things called fanzines, which were um, not your typical uh, magazines that were like underground magazines that dealt with um you know uh comic books and stuff like that yeah yeah and we had to advertise we uh, we uh, put a full page ad out once we got the thing finished but uh, we still had to get it printed mm-hmm. and we went we found this local local printer in uh, in uh, in corpus and he was reasonable and we couldn't afford much right so we had to like, we ordered like 200 copies and we gave him all the original artwork and he said he'd get it for us in about a month. Well, a month came and went and nothing, right? So uh, we contacted him. He said, yeah, yeah, we had some delays, and uh, but uh, we're working on it. We'll, I got all the negative shots, and we're going to get it done to you in about two weeks. Okay, two weeks come and go and nothing. So um, John and I were getting a little concerned. So we, we go over there again, and the shop's closed. It's totally, there's, the, we look in there, it's empty. Mm-hmm. It's going out of business. Wow. We don't have our comic book. That's crazy. We don't have our originals. And uh, we walk in there. Yeah, we managed to get in there. And we found his business card and all the trash. Found his business card. Found mm-hmm. his home address. We went to his home address and said, hey, you know, we found him. So he lived in this trailer park. <laughs> uh, and this guy says, look, I've got the stuff. I only got to print 100. I've got them here. You can have them. Uh, you can have the negatives. So we had 100 copies. We sold about 10. And <laughs> we gave the rest of them away. So... But yeah, it was still pretty cool though. We something you wouldn't. I never thought I would have uh, done in high school. This is high school, man. Mm-hmm. We were like 16, 17 years old wow. when we did this. That was kind of cool. And after that, we all kind of we went our separate ways off to college. Yeah. And uh, and then you know I ended up being in, in uh, taking graphic design. That's what I do now mm-hmm. to this day. And and I, not to brag or anything, but I'm the only one of of all of us that's doing what. I went to school for mm-hmm. it. Once you went to school yeah. for it. It's, it's kind of rare that you see that. Uh, I know, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because my, my best friend was a writer. He went to journalism, mm-hmm. and he dropped out of college. We asked, with a semester to go, he dropped out, and now he's an IT guy with BP. Which, he's doing great, you know, but uh, he had to go to school for that, too. But the other guy, the other artist, became a cameraman for um, a TV station in San Francisco. And the other one is just... Um, Jesse was a freelance artist, and that's all he ever wanted to do. He never wanted to work for anybody. He just wanted a freelance artist. Now he's just a, a literally a starving artist, man. <laughs> so, wow. But I mean, I mean, that's not. Well, I take it back. Not literally starving, but mm-hmm. he just works from little job to little job. He lives at home. Yeah. You know, so he's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I was saying. It's kind of crazy you see that because mo- you hear about most people graduating from school they end up doing something that that they don't they don't like or they, they didn't totally go to different, yeah right? totally different from i mean they'll they find something from. they'll go to school and they discover something else they like and that's mm-hmm. what they get into mm-hmm. but me i had i kind of had my uh my mindset on one thing and i uh, pursued it and um you know i said i've been doing mm-hmm. and i used to i used to draw a lot and um i used to have a my uh, my buddy found this. Well, I know we, we're, we're taping. We're not we're not uh, 
it's in the video, but I just yeah. want to show you this, man. This is something I drew when I was in high school. Oh, okay. Wow. It's, uh, can you tell it, me a little bit more about this? Well, what this is? that was on a manila folder. That's, that's how I started drawing. I used to draw my book mm -hmm. covers uh, on manila folders, and I just get a bit of pen and start, start sketching. Mm -hmm. And I forgot I had done that. I remember drawing that, but I forgot I had it. And I, and uh, my uh, my buddy, he said he started collecting all. This. He didn't. I didn't know that, but he said he collected everything. Mm -hmm. And um, he found it uh, a few months ago. Found everything, and uh, we started going through it. And I saw that. I said, I gotta have this man. This is mine. So he let me have it. Let's kind of paint a picture here. It's um, supposed to be a football player. Is that what it is? Football player, uh -huh. and. Um, I, I honestly don't remember why I drew it, but uh, I, used to, I used to like to draw uh, sports figures. I used to have a lot of, in fact, I remember doing one of Walter Payton a while back, and I wish I had that one. Wow. I remember that was a good one. I remember that one. But again, again, it was always on a on a book cover mm -hmm. or a cover of Manila folder or something. Yeah. And it's funny story is that's how it got started because I, I would draw like that, and I, I was in class once with um. In a, in a business class, mm -hmm. and our instructor, her name was, I don't forget her name, Ms. Ranicky, kind of a strange mm -hmm. name, but I uh, <clears throat> I was sketching, a, I had sketched a, a kind of caricature of her, because she had this, she was, you know, she was a chunky woman, mm -hmm. yeah. and I, I did her face with a, with a pig nose <laughs> on my book cover, <laughs> and, and I didn't realize, but she had... Uh, I had had yeah, I had done it a while back, and I was on my book cover. And I had it face up on my desk, and she was walking by, and she saw it. Yeah. And I said, "Oh shit!" Um, but she looked at it. And she said, "Did you do that?" I said, "Yeah." I, I, and she said, "That's that's actually pretty good." Um, and she <laughs> encouraged me. She said, "You should really join the uh, the school newspaper. They could use an artist." And mm -hmm. uh, instead of instead of telling me the principal, she actually encouraged me, and. Uh, she actually encouraged me to, to go to school for that. So I owe her a lot, even though even though it's kind of insulting her. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but that's good. I mean, I'm I'm looking around your place right now, and it's most of the stuff you have here. You know, I'm I'm a really big fan of you know, and that's how we really really connected. Uh, once I started going to Ronald McDonald House, we started talking about movies and music, music, and it's just. A lot of the stuff, it's like I'm talking to my dad, you know, pretty much. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's, pre it's pretty much like talking to my dad because, you know, it's well, kind of... he's the one that influenced your your, music, your taste in music. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, big yeah, time, big, big time. time. And going through, and actually, I was going through his cassette box uh, maybe about two weeks ago, just looking at all the cassettes because I had another, another person that I talked to at work, yeah. um, one of my supervisors, and he has similar tastes as my dad. So it's kind of like, man, I'm like, I'm looking through these things and I'm like, wow, you know, you you remember when you got this and you remember when you got this and it's crazy. He he has a story for almost you know every album that that I ask him about. You know, like last a uh, couple of days ago, I was reading online that um, the first Van Halen album came out about 39 years ago. I saw that man. I saw your text. I, and I couldn't like, believe that. Was like, wow. And I texted my dad and my dad was like man i remember when when i first heard that album when it came out he was i think he was like 16. yeah i, I was around the same man i remember mm -hmm. i heard running with the devil and i thought holy shit, who is this yeah this is this is something a, else running with the devil uh ain't talking about love mm -hmm. i mean man those are and and you know 
that I think that was their best album. After that, they were still good, but their first album was awesome, man. Mm -hmm. That was some of the music that was and the Eddie Van Halen and uh, David Lee Roth. They were at their best. Mm -hmm. Untouchable. Untouchable. He was like, "Yeah, I I was 16. There, there were quite a few beers uh, (laughs) that were had back in that in those days, but uh, yeah, just albums like that in in the late 70s. And I think it has to. I think it all comes down to you know people how they used to do music back then, as far as getting together and playing, you know, playing live at the same time. Now it's just you just plug in little interface like i have here on your computer and just play your music and send the file and you're you're done you don't even sometimes you don't even meet up with the person you just put it out no more studio recordings no more i mean it's it's good i I look at it as a good thing i was talking to one of my first cousins he's been playing guitar for about 40 years he he looks at it as a good thing you know a lot of people say you know it's killing it's killing the music business and whatnot but you know there's a you can get your stuff out there much more easier than it was before. Before you'd have to, like you said, book studio time and find a record producer and just a whole bunch of. Uh, there was a lot of money back then. Yeah. A lot of money. Now you can just plug in and plug in your ideas and you're good to go. It does take away from, from I guess the chemistry between people, and it makes it much harder for newer bands to. You know, I guess. Well, I mean, it, it, I guess it makes it hard too for going on tour because mm-hmm. you don't play yeah. together until you go on tour, right? Yeah, and then you got to build that fan base too. Like before, you build your fan base playing live shows. Yeah. Back back in those days, and did you see Van Halen back uh, back in in oh, those days? Oh man, they they came to Corpus all the time. Mm-hmm. They would come to Corpus regularly. Um, I saw them. In fact, I you know. I remember seeing them in Corpus, saw them here in Houston, I saw them in Dallas, uh, and I, when I saw them in Dallas, it was because um, they were actually opening for Boston. That was when Boston was at their peak. They had just come out with the, their first album, mm-hmm. and we really got into Boston big time. And we had, you know, Van Halen would come all the time, right? So, so uh, we we just. We wouldn't really travel very far to go see Boston. I mean, uh, Van Halen, because they they come to Corpus. But Boston, for some reason, never came to Corpus. And uh, so one one year they were there was Boston, Van Halen. I think it was Blue Oyster Cult. They were playing the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, you showed me that ticket uh, one time. The, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The I picture found, of the I ticket. Found that, yeah. That's and, crazy. And yeah, it was like fifteen dollars. That's crazy. <laughs> but that's crazy. But we we just wanted to see Boston, man. That's that was the main thing. And and uh, it was me, my friend John, and my my little brother. Mm-hmm. We hopped into John's little uh, piece of shit uh, <laughs> uh, Mazda. I think it was a Mazda, little little Mazda. And we drove all the way to. From Corpus all the way to Dallas, nonstop. And we got there. It was already dark. Concert had already started. But we got to we got to see the tail end of Van Halen, and then we saw all of Boston. Man, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It was this awesome. was in in the late seventies, right? Oh man, yeah, seventy had to, be, had to be maybe seventy eight, seventy nine around there. Yeah, seventy eight, seventy nine because wow. we were already out of high school. Uh huh. And uh, I think even my little brother had already graduated. So yeah, we were. It was in the 70s. 
definitely mid to late 70s and um yeah back and back then you know you could just i mean you could afford it in fact it costs more to drive over there than it costs us for the tickets you know because you know the gas and all that and uh, it just happened there was a convention going on in dallas and we had a couple of friends that were uh, at the convention and uh, they let us sneak in and we were able to to sleep in the back of one of the stages <laughs> just because you know we because we, we weren't about to drive back it was it just yeah that's a far drive <laughs> corpus so, of dallas wow. it's about eight no more than eight hours well maybe eight, about eight hours so that's a long drive man. Mm -hmm. there's no way there's no way yeah so back and forth wow yeah that's crazy i was i was fortunate enough to have seen van halen twice already once in 2012 they played at the toyota center was and it with uh with uh sammy hager or, or no no this david was lee with david lee roth they had just put out a new album uh at the time yeah. and um cool and the gang opened for them that oh, was yeah. that was kind of crazy <laughs> but it was good i i i know several several other songs but once van halen came out it was i mean they just they just tore that stage. No, that was, that was a good, uh, good live band. Man. And then I just saw them this last time they came through in sep last September. My dad didn't go to the first one. He, I took him to this one, and he was just. I how, mean, how was it? It was. It was. I mean, it was. It's like, I don't know. It's like they. I never had a chance to see them. Obviously, back prime. back in the, at the prime. But yeah. you know, for me, it was. I mean, I was just. I was like, wow! I can't believe you know watching Van Halen, Van Halen live. play it's crazy and my my dad's like I would have never thought I would end up taking you guys to go see them it's because you know he listens to he hears those songs like man it just takes me back back to when you know I was in high school and you know with my buddies and and I've been very fortunate enough to have taken him to a lot of a lot of shows in the last in the last six years since I started college bands like Black Sabbath um Def Leppard, Kiss, Motley Crue, all all, all the classic bands, uh, and uh, we're actually gonna go see ACDC in two weeks. Oh yeah, you got it's a Toyota Center, right? Or Toyota, Center. Toyota Center, yeah. And like we're cool. like you were talking about ticket prices. I mean, I can't believe what I what I spent on just buying these tickets right. <laughs> for ACDC. I was like, wow. I mean, it's just and and I got. I'd say they're decent seats. They're not, you know, all the way down in the front row. They're they're okay, but for the price that I paid, I was like, wow, that's just. Well, uh, dude, I remember uh, in Corpus uh, Memorial Coliseum, and we we saw it was Van Halen, and this this is crazy because Van Halen was the main the the main band. Uh, Sammy Hagar was coming in before Van Halen. And it's kind of ironic because Sammy Hagar ended up being oh that was singer that was before he was he was in Van Halen yeah he had his own he was yeah yeah he was, was Sammy Hagar solo um, uh huh uh, what did they call him the the red the red rocker red rocker and uh, and he would and he now he was a, a favorite in Corpus because he came all the time every time he had a tour he would stop in Corpus mm -hmm. and uh, remember it was Van Halen Sammy Hagar I think it was Journey. 1750 for those three bands. 1750? Yeah, a ticket for, for those three bands wow. at the Coliseum. And the Coliseum wasn't very big. It, I think it was maxed out at like 3,000. So, mm -hmm. you, you know, it, it, so they didn't make a lot of money, but, but it was, uh, man, we saw a lot of good bands at that, at that, uh, Coliseum. 
and I remember the day they uh, they tore it down. My brother sent me a little newspaper clip, and uh, he said they tore it down. I said no way. And uh, <laughs> apparently they somebody donated all these uh, photographs that they had taken at at the Coliseum, and he was sending me some of those. Man, some. And I remember I said, man, I was there. <laughs> I was at that wow. concert. Because I mean, I made if there was a if there was a rock concert, I was there. Mm-hmm. I think I went to all of them. That, that had, I saw ACDC there when they still had Bon Scott. Wow, with Bon, that's yeah. that's insane. Oh man, that's and, insane. And, I don't know that many people that that have no, no, gone to uh, see him yeah. when when he was still in fact, there. I, I've never, in fact, I've never seen him with a new guy. I've always the only time I saw ACDC was with Bon Scott. Um, this was like like Highway to Hell. Yeah, yeah. around that time. And, uh, um, Dirty Deeds. Oh, okay, yeah. The Dirty D's done, uh, mm-hmm. tour. Uh, Man, Angus Young. Way back, yeah. Jumping around like crazy. Mm-hmm. And the little, uh, the shorts. <laughs> yeah. How, I thought it was weird, the, the little uh, how was boy. How was a Bon Scott as a, as a front man? Oh, he's great, man. He's great, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's totally different from, uh, I don't even know the guy, new guy's name. Brian Johnson? I, I love him. I love Brian Johnson. I do mm-hmm. love, you know, the, the way he's saying, but it was just a totally different, totally different. I mean, Totally different style, different mm-hmm. look, um, and it was just it was ACDC, man. I mean, uh, it was you know the the sound is what I remember when I first heard ACDC. That was the sound I remember, you know, Bon Scott and uh, Angus Young and his crazy guitar, mm-hmm. um, and that's how I got into ACDC. And then when he died, you know, we thought it was that was it. But then Brian Johnson came along and. and Totally different sound, but still, uh, still kick ass. Pretty kick ass, you know. Propelled the band to become a massive, massive success. I think it's number two or number three most selling album of all time. Which back in I, black. Back in black. Yeah. That was you know, that, and, and you know, it it, um, it didn't hurt that uh, MTV was popular back then. I guess you know all the videos and all that. That's. Uh, because before, when I was going to concerts, there was no MTV. It was all on the radio or in, live in concert. Yeah, you couldn't, didn't see anything. And uh, I remember when MTV came around for the first time. I was living in Corpus by then, and and I thought, wow, a, a TV station, nothing but rock videos. That's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, now it's a bunch of crap. But yeah, <laughs> no more music. Mm-hmm. Still though, yeah, that was pretty cool back then. Yeah, my my dad um told me one time that he was in San Antonio this the first time he saw MTV because he he was living in Mexico at the time. Yeah. Throughout his whole uh, early years, uh, but he would come every every summer, um, for vacation when he was out of school. So he said he used to stay in uh, San Antonio in the in the eighties. He said the first time he saw MTV was maybe it must have been. 85 he was at his uh uncle's house and he saw uh, they had it on i think it was mtv they had it on and he said that that's how he discovered bands like Dawkin and uh, rat all the hair bands oh yeah that's how he discovered all of them just <laughs> the watching bands, M- yeah. mtv and you know some of those some of those some of those bands i'm a really big fan of other bands are just they're just you can tell they're just copycats and yeah i never got into the um you know, I was born to the '80s rock bands. Uh, I didn't get into the hair bands that much. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you know, back in when we first got out of college, you know, what, what it was in college, I, I got to, 
I got into Proco Harum, you know, David Bowie and um, right, right. Those bands they were pretty pretty popular back then, and and uh, I really got into them, and then uh, went back home after graduating, and uh, you know, like I said, my well, my best friend dropped out, but but uh, he was back home, so everybody kind of went back home, and we got together again. We start we just we discovered new music, you know, and the new rock and roll. There was you know the Beatles were always always there. We always listened to the Beatles, um, but. Uh, uh, one day, uh, my my buddy um, called me up and he says, "You know, I uh, my my dad's barbecue. Why don't you come over?" And I said, "And he says I got this new album. I I discovered it. I, it's a new band. I've never heard them before, but I really like it." And back then, you know, we used to we had a barber in Odom. He was the barber slash pot dealer, right? <laughs> And everybody, everybody knew, you know, Pancho would would uh, cut your hair, but if you wanted some weed, you always you can go to the back and and he'd get you some weed. So we we run uh, some some business. Yeah. So anyway, it, it was a band called Sticks. I'd never heard of Sticks before. Oh, wow. And uh, so we 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 went and uh, uh, John's dad was the only his house was the only place that had a basement in Odom. Yeah. When he built that house, you know, they were they moved it from Milwaukee, and he came down to build his own house, and he built a basement, and it was a big deal in Odom back then. You know, a guy building a basement. You know, he actually people were standing around watching as he was building it. Anyway, we went down to the basement to listen to to the album, and you know, we took a few tokes, and of course, you know, when you're high and all that, it sounded pretty good. So we got into Sticks, and then um, they came to Corpus, so we had to go see them, and that's when that's when it all started, I think. Now, I, th- I think the first band I ever saw in live was Chicago, uh, but that wasn't really a rock band, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was still a good band. Uh, it oh was yeah, a great, great live show. But uh, and then and then Sticks came along with their with uh, Tommy Shaw and his guitar, and you know, and uh, but it was more of a uh, electronic show. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, I remember seeing them, and then then Boston came along, and so it was. Those are the bands that I kind of listened to: Boston, Journey, Journey came along. Um, More like arena, the like the arena rock, like classic, yeah, classic rock. Yeah, and, and Journey uh-huh. was because the girls really, really loved that band, man. Oh, so, I'm sure they oh, did. Oh gosh, so it was like, you want to go to Journey? Oh yeah, absolutely. And so <laughs> it was easy. It was an easy date. You know, you didn't mm-hmm. have to beg anybody. You just tell them you're gonna go see Journey, and they they were on. You know, they were they were down for that so um and you know and it was it was you know it was a, they were i mean neil shone man he he played for uh santana santana and yeah. man he live, was, that guy was crazy he was like 15 16 when he was yeah, playing with santana. santana yeah exactly man like, and, and it shows man he that guy could oh, he could play i love seeing him live have you seen them uh, lately? No, Journey? Not lately. no. With the, I mean, with the new guy, I've seen them on TV and stuff. But oh, okay. I haven't seen them live in a mm-hmm. while. What um, do you? I don't know if you heard. Have you heard him with the with the new singer that they have? Yeah. Um, I heard him the other uh, a few months ago. My brother put on a DVD. I was about to go to sleep, and I could just hear him in the background. I was like, man, that guy just sounds just like Steve Perry. He does. Perry. And, and uh, it's funny because I saw it when I first saw that was on. Um, uh, Sunday mornings at that uh, CBS was it CBS this morning whatever it's at um, every Sunday from eight to nine thirty. Um, they have what's his name Charles Osgood has the show and he always has little 
clips of this and that. Mm. And there was a thing about this guy. This is this is like four years ago, and I just happened to be watching it. And he was talking about the, how they were, you know, the the band was looking for a singer. They just said, you know, ever since uh, Steve Perry left, said, plus he can't sing anymore. Yeah, really. he, they said, you know, he just never could find anybody the to mm-hmm. keep the band going. And I forget who it was. Somebody saw him on YouTube, and he called um, called Neil Shaw and says. You know, get online right now and check this guy out. Mm-hmm. And he heard him, and as soon as he heard him, he, he called. Uh, according to the story, I, I was watching it, and they were yeah. talking about. It. He said uh, he he tracked him down. He said, "Can you come down for uh, uh, just a uh, an interview conversation?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they uh, he he came over and they asked him, you know, to sing a few songs, and and they asked him, "You you want a job?" And because he was just doing a. He was playing with tribute bands. Mm-hmm. Like he, yeah, he did a mean uh, uh, Robert Plant too. Oh really? I haven't. Oh I, man, I, I he did a mean that. Robert Plant. Wow. He was doing C. Perry, Robert Plant. He, he just he just, he he can mimic because mm-hmm. you hear him talking in English. He he can barely speak English, <laughs> but he sings perfect because he mimics. Wow. That's that's what he does. He mimics. So that was impressive. That was, but, I, but I've never seen him live. You know, with that guy. Mm-hmm. I think they're still touring right now. Oh I'm yeah, yeah. They're mistaken. still they're still coming out and they're still selling out shows which is i've i find that insane it is man because i don't know if they're they're they're, uh getting a new audience or a bunch of old people going but yeah (laughs) long-time fans but uh a lot of those bands man i don't know how much longer they can keep it up Mm -hmm. and some some of these bands come through they do the the whole reunion thing like uh like Guns N' Roses, they're doing that whole reunion, yeah. little reunion thing. Semi, re- I wouldn't call it a reunion. It's just they're just getting together to play. But what from what I, what I read it for those ticket prices, I was like, yeah, I don't even pretty, know if I'm gonna pretty crazy gonna go. Yeah, because they're planning to do a a stadium tour for the summer. They're just kind of playing it out right now. See how these shows that they're doing in Vegas and Mexico City and Coachella. But well, I'm pretty sure the it's all gonna depend on whether um, Axl Rose shows up. <laughs> Did he's he's very notorious for doing oh, for man. doing he, that. He was uh he was supposed to be on uh, Jimmy Kimmel about a month ago. And he pulled out. He pulled yeah the last <laughs> minute and and Kimmel said yeah he just didn't show up. <laughs> Which that's is likely, nothing man. new. You're uh, you're a gun, are you a Guns N' Roses fan? I was when I, when they first came out. I never I never saw them in concert. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was back then when you keep it all in the story that they, they start playing. Then for no reason he just stopped singing and walk off stage, or they didn't show up until midnight. You know, everybody. Mm-hmm. I said I'm not gonna put up with that crap. So, <laughs> so I you know I bought their uh, their um, first album because I thought it was it was that was an awesome album from from start to finish. Yeah, and I said I gotta see these guys live, but then. And I don't think they ever made it to Corpus, and and then all the you kept hearing about him not showing up and the band not starting till midnight and or him walking off stage and I said, well, I'm not gonna spend money and drive all the way to Dallas or San Antonio or Houston for that. So I mm-hmm. I just yeah, I didn't want to take any chances, but uh, I never, so I've never seen him live. Man. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, and it's one of the reasons. It's a good show. Yeah, why he fell off all the way through the '90s. They did that big stadium tour with Metallica in the like the early '90s. Yeah, and they were the headlining band and metallica every night would just blow them off the stage oh yeah and they ended up becoming what they are today guns and roses like where is he (laughs) you know it's like it's it's crazy 
Yeah, they had the. You no, know, they could have had it all, man. But um, you got a little nuts. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I mean, we got off to a really rough start as far as music in 2016. What do you think of all these musicians passing away? We lost uh, Lemmy, David Bowie, Glenn Fry. I know, man. Like, uh, and the lead, the one of the founders of Earthman & Fire just recently passed mm-hmm. away. And then two from Jefferson Airplane in the same day. Paul Kantner, man. Who was the other one? Uh, the, the lady. Uh, I forget her name. No, not Grace Slick. Um, one of the ladies. Didn't they have a couple, several? No, ones? there was only one. Unless, unless Grace Slick was like, oh man, no, I don't, she, no, they would have said something if it was mm-hmm. like Grace it was. Slick. It was someone else. No, not Jefferson Airplane. Jefferson Starship. Well, it was. It was also her when. when was Starship. it? Was it still but, her? But another, another funny story, <laughs> man. It's like uh, the same buddy of mine, John. Uh, he's the one that got me uh, hooked on Jefferson Airplane. Mm-hmm. And about four or five years ago, in the woodlands, he called me up and said, David, I got these two tickets. And he always pulls this stunt. You know? He says, I got two tickets, man. Jefferson Airplane is going to be at uh, this uh, little restaurant-type venue stage in mm-hmm. the woodlands. And uh, Was it at the concert pub that you were telling me about? Yeah. yeah. No, no. It wasn't a concert pub. It was like a... Or it was like a restaurant, but they uh-huh. had a little stage. Did I tell you about that? Where, where uh, the only guy that was there was the, the I think the, it was the uh, the rhythm guitar, rhythm guitarist. That was the only original. There was no Grace Slick. There was no Paul Cantner. And, and yeah, we're all there. It's like, who's gonna be here? Says, well, it's uh, so and so. I don't remember the guy's name. And I said, seriously? And it was still a entertaining show, man. But and they played a lot of. Airplane and Starship songs, but it was no Grace Slick. It was no Paul Kantner. It was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they they did they do that a lot. Like um, a lot of musicians, they'll go out and like s- most of them. For most, it's like singers. They're, oh, it's like the original voice of uh, uh, Skid Row, Sebastian Bach, or Jeff yeah. Tate, the original voice of Queensrÿche, and stuff like that. Yeah. And and but they, they couldn't even do that with this one. They, it was the original rhythm <laughs> guitarist, you know. But but they didn't. They promoted it as, as Jefferson Airplane, mm-hmm. and um, he fell in. Help, you know, he kept saying, "If you don't go, I'm gonna I'm gonna, you know, take Christina, his daughter." And I said, "Okay, well, take Christina. I don't want to go." No, oh, come on, man, let's go. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, it, co- it ended up costing me like 120 bucks for that ticket. Just and, and it, they included a steak dinner. But come on, man! I'm not gonna pay 120 bucks for a steak dinner. I want to be entertained. And, mm-hmm. and we we kept asking, you know, we got there early. And says Paul Kander gonna be here? No, Paul Kander, no. And obviously Grace Slick, no, Grace Slick not coming here. And uh, who was the other guitarist, man? What was it Craig Chakisha? Craig, no, Craig's not gonna be. Here. So well, who is here? Who so, is well, it? What's his name? The rhythm guitarist. And then we had this and this and this. No. So anyway, it's it's funny. It was funny, man. That was the last time I I saw Jefferson. Starship. Starship. Yeah, quote unquote. <laughs> and they're, they're one of those bands that just kept on cha- changing as far as name and then band members. and. Yeah, I wonder, I'm wonder. i wondering, if, like you said, if, if there was a lady that died, maybe it was that lady because mm-hmm. I, I think they were touring but just doing small tours. Um, but uh, no, great, if, if it was Grace Slick, uh, we would have heard something because she, yeah. I mean, she was huge back mm-hmm. then, man. 
you know, somebody love White Rabbit. Ah, oh, man, I love Grace Slick. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how before musicians would be passing away at like age twenty-seven, like Hendrix and Morrison, know, right? Janis right. Joplin, Kurt Cobain, and now they're just barely hitting seventy, not even. Well, and and um, look who's still alive. Keith Richard. Yeah. I don't think he knows. He's. I, I think he's dead. Just doesn't know it, man. How does that guy still? I don't know. Survive, he's alive, man. After all, the, all he did, how he abused his body. Holy shit, he's still out there. I mean, it, I guess it, it just goes to show you, man. Maybe it's in the genes. I guess probably. And you know, it's just. I guess it just depends on the person. You know, somebody will do drugs and they'll just survive it all. Survive right? and, they'll, and they'll, they'll, they'll. I mean, he. I know he came to death a couple, at least a couple of times near near death, you know, mm-hmm. and and uh, somehow managed to survive it. Yeah, and the, then you know Keith Moon didn't, you know. I mean Keith Moon was young when he when he died of an overdose, so it's just you never know. Mm-hmm. Bon Scott, bon uh, Scott. John Bonham, man, it's a it's a it's a it's a crazy lifestyle, and the music well, business is, is very. Yeah. I mean, if you're not if you're not <clears throat> aware hey. of your senses and you know well, what you're you doing. Know, it, it's, you, it's you, always, you always grow up thinking, you know, wow, it'd be a lot of fun to be a rock star, right? Yeah. But then you 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 see these documentaries about the behind the scenes and behind really, the music. Yeah, uh-huh. it's, it's really not. It's not the, all that it's cut out to be. Mm-hmm. I was actually checking one out. Uh, I always check it out a couple of times from a uh, rat behind the music. Yeah. And it's just they were on top of the world in in the eighties, you know, s- selling millions of copies of each album that they put out. And now they can barely, they're not even together right now. I think they have like, like you were saying, they have like each band member goes out and tours like, oh, like the drummer, it'll be like his, his version of Rat. And the bassist is like his version of Rat. So it's like, what are you doing? Well, that's all they have to fall back on. Yeah. You know? they, if they go out on their own and use their real name, they say, mm-hmm. who are you? You know, yeah. they say the the drummer for Rat. Oh, Rat. I oh, remember Rat. I remember yeah. that. They and might get some some uh it, recognition some yeah i sell some tickets it'd make more sense if they were still t- together but you know they have their reasons for separating and all that they just can't get all and you'll have that too in the in the music business once you know people start you know their egos start getting in the way of their creative uh i guess creative art they'll yeah. just start well it but yeah, I, I, so there was a documentary. I guess it was because because Glenn Fry died. They had a this documentary on Netflix on the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Did, did you see it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I saw it a while back when it came out. So yeah, it, it wasn't. That. It it it's it been out for a while. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, I hadn't seen it until I um, I saw it on Netflix and I, I was watching. And yeah, it was interesting. There was one thing that uh, Glenn Fry said. That one guy, I can't remember his name. He was one of the original members that sang that song that had the really really high notes mm-hmm. was it the the bassist i think it was one of the bass players that they might had. have been the bass player but mm-hmm. he but he only he only sang uh what's the same take it to the limit take it to the limit that's yeah that was the song and everybody wanted to hear that song and one one concert one night he said i don't hear, i'm not singing that song this is he's tired of it plus it's getting harder and harder to hit the high notes and mm-hmm. this is and glenn fry said you, you know well, i don't want to sing take it easy but you know, fuck it, man. That's what they want to hear. They they pay money to see to hear that song, and mm-hmm. you're gonna suck it up and sing that song. And, and uh, but yeah, that's. I mean, you think you're out there, you're having a great time. It's it's work, man. Yeah, it's, it's work. very. 
from it's fun for the audience but it's work yeah from the stories that i hear from like bands like that and from what my first cousin tells me it's it's hard just stay down on, on the road and if you have a family it's way much more harder oh, yeah. so it's best if you even if you're single it's still it's, it takes its toll you have when you have all those things present like you know back then they had drugs and you know women and i mean yeah. it was just and then you still have to get up there and do a show yeah and yeah. some people could do it some people were just too strung out to do it but it, it is a crazy it's a hard lifestyle to live and just like like lemmy he i mean he just took himself out i mean he just lived life on his own terms yeah, yeah. and i was looking at all the stuff that he had before he passed i was like man and he was still out there touring i think the last they were supposed to play here in houston at the house of blues oh yeah in last october they just canceled because he just couldn't he just couldn't do it well man it's like i mean it catches up with you man i mm-hmm. mean especially if you're abusing your body hell i'm i'm i'll be 62 this month and i can't do what i used to do back when i was in my 20s <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't care how much i think i can i, mm-hmm. I just can't man you wish you could do it but i wish i could but can. i can't mm-hmm. I, I mean and, and concerts is one of them i i can't i used to you know i i'd never sat in a seat it was always general admission standing mm-hmm. on the floor as close as i could i can't do that anymore man you can't mm-hmm. not even with uh earplugs you can't do it <laughs> oh i never wore earplugs you never wore never wore earplugs never man and, and i'm starting to pay the price you know the uh i have tinnitus in my left ear oh it's not real bad but you mm-hmm. know it's, it's i can hear it but um I have to attribute it to to uh, the yeah. concerts because I mean I would get as close as I could and it it was loud. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved it. I <laughs> I wouldn't change anything. Yeah. If I had to do it over again, I'd do it all the same. Yeah. Before we move on to a little bit of uh, movie talk, before we wrap up, um, any favorite concerts that stand out for you that you ever that you want to go see? <clears throat> favorite? Yeah. Um, Whether it be from way back then or recent. Well, the. Way back, I remember the the um, that concert. Uh, uh, it was there was a I don't know if you remember a band called Saga. They 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 had a couple albums, but it was it was some band members from. Um, uh, the name does sound familiar. But they 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 were from another band. They just kind of formed their own. They were players from another band. They formed their own band because the original band broke up. But anyway, they opened for Journey and ACDC in Corpus once. And that was like the trifecta, you know, because Saga is actually pretty good. What was the name of the original band? It was the popular band. I just can't remember them right off the bat. But they opened, then Journey came on in ACDC with, with Bon Scott. That wow. one stands out because um, it was three great bands. Usually the the opening band, you know, is just somebody that, you know, that's, that's trying to make a, you know, name for themselves mm-hmm. and and they'll do good but they play a few songs then the next band comes and you just can't wait for the third band this was like from beginning to end the whole con the whole concert was great man wow. saga journey acdc with bon scott wow that was awesome that was fucking awesome and that one stands out then the other one is, is of course driving all the way to dallas to see boston you know it was a pain in the ass to get there once we got there it was great you know we, mm-hmm. got, to, we got to see the entire concert Entire and, you got, Boston and you got to see uh, Brad Delp too. Brad Delp, man, been Brad Delp for almost yep. ten years now. Yep. He passed away. I saw him. I saw him. The last time I saw him was in the Woodlands here in Houston, and um, they had this other guy that would go in there to to hit the high notes. Mm-hmm. Ba- uh, backup. Yeah, like a backup that, The song came along, and then he he'd bring the guy over, and the guy would hit the high note, and I felt bad for poor 
Bradley dealt, man, because he just couldn't mm -hmm. get the high notes anymore. But he mm -hmm. was out there. He was trying. It was sad that he that he uh, killed himself. Mm -hmm. I think that was one of the first uh, musicians that I heard about that had passed away back when in 2007. I was surfing online, and they just out of nowhere, just Bradley Dell from Boston passed away from apparent suicide. I was like, wow. Him yeah. and uh, Kevin Dubrow from Quiet Riot, the lead singer, those were the first two that I that I re remember hearing about for the first time that actually passed away. And then as the years went on by, you know, you have people like Ronnie James Dio and up to recent uh, Glenn Fry and David Bowie, yeah. I mean, who I'm a big fan of. It's so, just... Oh, yeah, I love David Bowie, man. That, that, he got me through college on, on those days when... Because I, I was, you know... I went to Waco, man, and I—that's I, way, way away from 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 Odom, Texas. Long way. <laughs> and I was by myself. Of course, eventually I made friends there. But man, when I when I was first got there, I was I was just didn't know anybody. So David Bowie got me through Space Oddity, man. I listened to Space Oddity wow. like a million times. <laughs> uh, but yeah, David Bowie. But Ronnie James Dio, man. I, I forgot. I'm glad you mentioned him because. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's another singer, man. I love Ronnie James Dio, man. And when he when he went solo, man, I bought every album that he, that he put out. Mm -hmm. Loved his voice. I loved his voice, man. Yeah, my dad was saying. I told him that because uh, one of the one of his original basses passed away too. Yeah, like two weeks ago. Yeah, and um, I told my dad and. My dad was like, "Man, I remember when that Holy Diver album came out. Oh, I, I had Diver. just started. Uh, I just started college, and he was way into Ronnie James Dio when, when he when he first joined Black Sabbath back in 1980." Yeah, and see, I, I you know I knew he was with Black Sabbath, but but uh, I was more into just Black Sabbath the band, not so much individuals, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, but then when he went solo, that's when I really took notice and said, "Man." He's got, got some pipes. Yeah. He's got some pipes on him. He did, man. And he passed away here in Houston, which is uh oddly enough from the, from the cancer that he was that he was fighting, stomach cancer. And that seems to be the thing that's taken out all these guys, just cancer. That Whether or, it's or, lung uh, or stomach or just just in in the blood too. Yeah. It's it's, uh, it's insane, but yeah, I mean, uh, that's just that's just the nature of the, of the beast for well, the yeah, music Well, yeah, I was talking to my brother because you know we we uh, basically listen to the same bands. He's still, although he's he's you know I, I've kind of graduated to listening to current bands because mm -hmm. there's a lot of good music out there now. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, it's not just the old bands, but he's still stuck on sticks. <laughs> he won't go anywhere. He won't go past sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I saw sticks opening for Def Leppard a few months back. They're pretty good. Yeah, they, this they, is the first still, time I've seen them live. They put yeah. on a good show, man. I mean, they but they like I said, they they got into the theatrics a lot. Being mm -hmm. remember Mr. Roboto, I don't know if you saw ever. It was on Mr. Roboto, the Mr. Roboto tour. It was like a theater production, and I was like, man, this is getting a little mm -hmm. crazy. Isn't that why? What's his name left the band? Well, uh, uh, or did he did uh, he leave or Young Dennis DeYoung? Yeah, he was like the lead singer and uh, Dennis DeYoung. Yeah, cause I think he wanted to. The, the rest of the band wanted to do rock and he wanted to mm -hmm. continue with this other theatrical type stuff you know and it would it was creative but it was it wasn't really rock and you had to be a really really hardcore sticks fan to to sit through that stuff mm -hmm. so it was kind of strange yeah it is strange how and some of those bands just they just write it all out like like in the 80s 
they see that whatever was going on on MTV, okay, let's let's do that because that's what's going on right now. Yeah. All the hair bands and all that. They'll just go that route, and then the '90s come through. Okay, grunge is the big thing now. Let's you know kind of strip down and. What do you, what do you think of um, tribute bands? Tribute bands. I've seen several in in the past couple of years. Um, first tribute bands I saw were. What were those? Uh, it was a UFO tribute band and a UFO and a Thin Lizzy tribute band. Thin Lizzy? It was the first two that I saw. This was maybe about two, maybe maybe three or four years ago. I saw them at the concert pub. You know, some of these guys, uh, like the UFO tribute band, the guitar player, I mean, you look at them, you're like, man, Michael Schenker right there. Yeah, it's they're it. good, man. Some of them are good. I saw I saw, I saw a couple at the concert pub, and uh, and then I at, at the um, House of Blues I saw a Beatles tribute band because mm-hmm. I never you know that's one of my regrets I never saw the Beatles live. Never, never, never saw the Beatles live, and uh, and they had a tribute band, the Fab Four, I think they were called. They yeah, were, yeah, they they, they, they come really, through a they lot. They're really good. They're mm-hmm. really good, and they they do the whole the whole era, you know, from the beginning to to their, the end. Uh, their uh, strawberry um, strawberry fields era, uh-huh. you know, and, and to the back to toward toward the end there. Oh, that's cool. So I gotta check they, that they out. Do the whole thing, and they're, they're really good. They're really mm-hmm. good. I'm a big uh, Beatles fan. It's one of the first bands I got turned on to by one of my uh, my dad's other cousins who passed away not too long ago. Yeah, he uh, he he burned us a CD. The, I think it was the compilation. The uh, the one that has the number one on it. Oh yeah, all the number one hits. Yeah, number one hits, and I just started listening to that over and over again, and it has all the really really yeah, good songs. My son got into them too, you know, and uh, in fact, I took him to the to the see the Fab Four, the, the House of Blues. He had a really good time. Mm-hmm. I think eventually it's gonna it's gonna end up that way where people are just you know paying tribute to, to yeah, all the big they're bands. All die eventually, man. They're all gonna be gone. <laughs> gonna Kiss be gone. Kiss is already almost doing that you know you see all these kiss tribute bands yeah. coming around and, I mean, and then you know the oldest band the oldest band out there rock and roll band is the rolling stones they're still alive there's the man they're in their 70s dude and it won't be long it, it won't, won't be long, be long you know? know i was just thinking i'm like man how much more longer does lemmy have before you know before he's gone and now he's gone and motorhead they're pretty much they're done yeah yeah the main it, guys it, i mean come on as soon as Mick jagger's gone he's that's it yeah that's right? it i mean I remember seeing him when when he turned forty. I said, "I gotta go see him before they they uh, break up." That was he was forty. This is thirty years later, and they're still playing. Wow. So yeah, but they're the, they're the ones that um, have lasted the longest that I know. The Rolling Stones. And they're, yeah. they're old enough to be great grandfathers, and they're still playing. I think what's his name's a great grandfather, Mick Jagger. He probably is, I man. Think I, he is. I, I mean, father, great grandfather, and mm-hmm. father probably. Father. Probably he has a newborn in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they're the, they're the only ones that stand out as far as longevity. Yeah, because they were they were around around the same time the Beatles were, and um, you know you still have uh, you know Ringo Starr and uh, Paul McCartney, but um, they rarely perform anymore. Yeah, and McCartney does his solo solo stuff. Yeah. Anyways. But yeah, as far as longevity, it's just Rolling Stones that I know of. Then you move on to other bands like, like Kiss and more until like the eighties. Eighties, well, one that's still out there stands out from the eighties was uh, is U two. They're still out there. Oh yeah, they're, they're massive. 
massive. Yeah, yeah. They're up there with like Metallica and yeah, they're, they're bigger Iron than Maiden, they, and they were when they were younger. Man, they've mm -hmm. gotten bigger as they as they've gone. So. Huge, huge. I'm looking at. I've been looking at your action figures for for a while. You have a lot of you have a lot of Batman action. Oh yeah, I'm big around. on Batman. That's that's how I started drawing. It was um Batman. Yeah, I, I used to get these. Uh, I started reading Batman comic books, and that's how I got into drawing. I used to just copy the covers and any of you know, like if there's a, a certain pose inside. I start drawing that. I just copy them, and that's how I started drawing. So yeah, he's, Batman's been a big influence on me. So um. mm -hmm. I remember the first time I got introduced to Batman. We I went to go see, and I still remember it. Um. Do you remember when they used to have uh, Golfgate Mall down in Golfgate? They used to have that. That was before I moved here, man. No, that was before you moved yeah, here? Yeah, I moved here in 96. 96? Okay, I think it was still there, but I think they had they were going to tear it down uh -huh. by that point. So it must what, have been what gone. What was it? It was Golfgate Mall, and they have they had like a but, theater across the freeway. But I mean, what, what part of Houston? Um, Southeast part of Houston. It's uh, like toward, toward it's right now. on six ten. It's six ten like passes toward, uh, Pasadena passes through. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they had the Golf Gate Mall, and they had the theater across from the freeway. So they had like a little bridge going over it, right? Where you could go watch movies. And that was the first time I saw I saw Batman. It was Batman Forever when it came out? Oh yeah. We went to go did, see did it. Did you there. see the one before that? The the first one with Michael Keaton. Late uh, years later, I did. But yeah. that was the first one that I saw. I saw Batman Forever, and then I saw that was the, that was the third one. Because the third uh, one, yeah, it was Batman, Batman Returns, and then Batman, Batman Forever. Forever. Yeah. And then eventually, I went to go. I went back and saw those two, and then Batman and Robin when that came out in like '98. Yeah. But yeah, I was way into way into Batman growing up, and every time we would go to Astro World every year, they had that Batman show where it was kind of like. It was kind of like, a, I guess you would say, kind of like a Broadway show, where he would, he would be. They had like a big pole. He would be hiding in that pole, and then he would come out and then just come straight down and then come out on the boat. And it's kind of like, kind of like they're recreating the movie or something. Oh yeah. They had the what, Joker what and Astroworld. They used to oh, have yeah. that every, I think Friday, Friday night because we used to go every Friday. Oh yeah. And, I would have loved to see that. And I have asked to have pictures of that. Of myself wearing the you know, the Batman cap and having the Batman logo painted on my cheek and it was, it was a good show. <laughs> Do you remember the the TV series? Well, you don't remember. It. I mean, it was it was like in the sixties. Remember I mean, watching the, it? They were you know they replayed now reruns. I've yeah. seen several with uh, Adam West. Yeah, yeah, with Adam West. Oh, yeah. Well, when that came out, I mean, I was, you know, I started out with comic books. Okay, I was like four or five years old mm -hmm. when that came out. I was like nine, I guess, nine or ten. And we only had three TV stations. We had the ABC affiliate, NBC, and CBS. Well, the M CBS and uh, NBC were you know, always pretty clear. ABC was like the new one, right? So they, mm -hmm. when, and we were in Odom, and, and the, sig the satellite station was like in Corpus. The signal was real weak. We could not get the signal. All we got was like very snow, right? You could barely see anything. Yeah, I would sit there, dude, watching through the snow, watching Batman. Batman, yeah, wow. and I could, I couldn't, you couldn't even hear it because it was so all the static. Uh -huh. uh, and 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 my sister, I remember my sister complaining because she wanted to watch something else, and I was like, "No, I'm watching Batman." <laughs> and that's how into it I was, you know. I was watching it, just 
snow. I was watching mm-hmm. snow, basically just barely seeing the figures. And um, of course, eventually later on, you know, we finally got to where we could watch it clearly. But yeah, I was I was big into Batman. And, and then when that movie came out with, with that Tim Burton did mm-hmm. uh, in '89, I remember '89, and uh, we had a guy that owned a comic book store. He was they called him the Judge because he was an actual judge, a municipal judge, but on the side he had a comic book store and he had this whole big production when that movie came out he, he sold tickets he had a big deal you know uh, invited all, everybody and had giveaways and stuff like that and I remember my I tell my son this all the time you know because I was married at the time and my uh, my ex-wife was pregnant with him so I said so we took you to see Batman when it came out <laughs> <laughs> so he said oh yeah yeah you were, you, you were there when Batman with uh, Jack Nicholson and Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Keaton was. It was uh, that was a good movie. Do you? Or what? Which, which is your favorite? Uh, I guess era of Batman. Do you like it? Do you like the era with uh, Tim Burton or the Joel yeah. Schumacher? Yeah, uh, be, no, well, or Tim the, Burton because uh, that was the more more the serious Batman. You know, even though I liked the TV series, mm-hmm. it was only because. There was nothing like it on TV before, you know, and and Batman was like my favorite character. But once I really started seeing that show, I saw how it was pretty campy, you know, pretty mm-hmm. pretty corny. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's still it's, it's still classic in my book. Yeah, and I guess with Tim Burton, it was much more much more dark. It was darker, but it was it. more serious. Yeah. Uh, but then then when uh, um, uh, Nolan came on with uh, with uh, Batman Begins, oh man, yeah. it was like it's like it's like he went back to. Man, back was, to basics. That was awesome, man. And, and then uh, uh, the Dark Knight—that's uh, that's gonna go down as a classic. Mm-hmm. If anything, just for Heath Ledger's uh, yeah. performance of the Joker, man. Yeah. It's, and then it's the that fact good, that he dies yeah. before he even comes out—that mm-hmm. was. Yeah, man. I ended up buying that on Blu-ray. I still have it on Blu-ray. Oh yeah, and yeah. I'll go back and watch it again. It's just classic i mean he looks nothing i look at him i'm like man that, that looks nothing like Heath ledger at all with the when he has the the paint i was no, like i can't they, he got into it he said it was hard for him to get out of character after they finished shooting for the day you know he, mm-hmm. he, he couldn't get out of character because he was so <laughs> he yeah. was so into the character he and that led to intense. that kind of led to his demise too because he, so, yeah, he, he was, was having taking, a lot of taking stuff to, to be he couldn't sleep or whatever so yeah i think mm-hmm. he od'd on Trying to get some some sleep in there. Man. He was so young too, twenty twenty nine, twenty seven, twenty nine. Oh, I don't know. I know like he was that. in his twenties. Yeah. Yeah, he was way too young. And the, just the fact that it came out right after he right after he died it was just it's it's crazy, yeah. eerie. Yeah, really eerie. What do you think he would have? Uh, uh, you think he would have played a bigger big role had he not died? You in, know, as far as sequels. Oh, for Batman? Yeah, uh, I'm sure he would have would have made a, another appearance as the Joker because, you know, the story of Batman it, it's it's almost like uh, you know it's it's good and evil, right? Yeah. And, and in real life, they say you you can't have good without evil. That's why they say there's a guy. If there's a guy, then there's the devil you mm-hmm. know, because you can't have just one. You have to yeah. have. And that's what Batman is. Batman's good and Joker's evil. So you, it, it, it's almost like uh, if. Batman can't survive without Joker, mm-hmm. so he's always going to be around. 
Yeah. He's never going to die, you know, because Joker's dead and Batman basically doesn't have a job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, so he would have been back. I'm sure he would have been back. Mm -hmm. um, whether or not it would have been, I don't know that you could have topped the performance he, he did in Dark Knight. It's pretty hard. Yeah. It's pretty hard. But uh, he would have he would have been back. You were talking about the, the, the way that the old show was very campy and all that. I think that's what... Uh, they were kind of going to with the uh, Batman Forever and then even Batman and Robin. Yeah. You it, look at it. It's yeah. Like, I didn't like, like that one. I just, it was almost cheesy. like a, a two hour MTV video, you know, like <laughs> too many colors and too many bright mm -hmm. lights and it just got a little crazy. A little, they, it's, like you said, they went back to the TV series, yeah. I think. You had an all-star cast, but still that couldn't, yeah. that couldn't, you couldn't but, make but, up for that. Yeah. And, and, um, <laughs> The director, you know, well, even even um, Tim Burton directed the first three, I think. Then the last one was, uh, uh, who was it that directed? For which one? For the last one, uh, Batman and Robin. I think it was still Schumacher, Joel Schumacher. Yeah, Schumacher, yeah. yeah. Well, he didn't direct the third one, though. I think it was just, I think Tim Burton directed the first three, then Schumacher directed Batman and Robin. Yeah, 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 and you're right. Everybody blamed him for ruining the franchise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Tim Burton was starting to do that already with uh, with uh, Batman Forever. It just it's, it's funny. It seems like the third one, the third sequel, is always the one that kind of it just drops sinks, off, sinks the franchise. Mm -hmm. It always seems to be that way. I don't know why they can't get the third one right. Mm -hmm. What are you you looking forward to? This new one that's coming out with uh, oh, with yeah, Superman. Man. I'm looking to it, um, it's coming out next month too, right? In March. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the. The uh, spinoff to that one, which is uh, Suicide Squad, that's gonna be good. Oh yeah, that looks really good. Uh, Civil War, the Marvel movie, that looks real good. Yeah, it's gonna be a good year for for. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, to be honest with you, I think they're starting to overdo it with superhero movies. But, yeah. But this is gonna be a good year because a mm -hmm. lot of the ones that are coming out are ones I want to see. Uh, but man, eventually it's gonna, it's just gonna be too much. Too much. Yeah. There's still several that I need to catch up on. No, what uh, Deadpool just came out yesterday. My my son saw that. He said he said uh, he says a lot of fun. It's a great movie, but it's not for kids. It's, it's not for kids. It's definitely not for kids. Yeah, just with the preview alone, when I saw it, I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, he said he said there's there's uh, obviously it's a lot of gratuitous violence. Yeah, there's a lot of sex scenes, mm -hmm. and this is it's a lot of fun to watch. But man, he says it's not for <laughs> not kids. Not for kids. And, and I. The reason I say that because uh, we were having lunch at work uh, yesterday, and one of my coworkers saying, you know, he says I'm thinking of taking my kids to see Deadpool. I said I don't think you should take them. Uh, it's a girl that's 13, and his son is I think 11. And I said, Steve, I've heard that it's it's well, it's rated R. I, said, I know, I said, but you know, they can go with me. He said, Yeah, but it's rated R for a reason. It's a hard R, so I probably I not a good idea. Yeah. yeah, I think we talked. Me and a couple other guys. I think we yeah. talked to him. He said, Don't. If you want to go see it first and then take them, maybe, but mm -hmm. you better see it first. <laughs> yeah, it's, I heard it's uh, good though. I heard it's good. I, mm -hmm. I, I'm mm -hmm. I'm gonna see it. Eventually. There's, yeah, there's several that I need to catch up on. Not not too many like uh, Ant Man and uh, the Fantastic Four that came out. Even though they, I know they're saying that it's yeah, I it's, saw it. It's not all that, but I still want to watch it. Yeah, it's you kinda... should. And Ant Man's good. Mm -hmm. Ant Man is good. Mm -hmm. uh, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Other than that, I'm pretty much caught up on everything, except for I think Man of Steel and even the old Fantastic Four movies that came out before this one. Oh, really? Yeah, but other well, than that, I'm all caught up. You on. You might want to see Man of Steel before you see uh, 
Batman versus Superman because mm-hmm. it, it kind of ties in. Oh, okay. From, from what I understand, it, it it ties into to Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. So even though it probably stands alone, you know, yeah, it might be. You know, yeah. I mean, and I think Man of Steel is on Netflix. It's not like get the to yeah rent it or buy it or whatever. So yeah, I think the last movie that I saw was I went I went back. I put on HBO and I watched The Departed. I had never seen that movie before. Oh, really? <sighs> That's a great movie. Wow. I was like, man, you got all these all star cast too for that one. Oh yeah, Nicholson. But, but I mean, but but you know, it's it's it, the director was great. Another movie, I don't know if you've seen it. Have you seen Sicario? No, I hear it's man, oh I man, hear it's really good. God, it's a good movie, scary movie, man, because it, it's based on on what's happening now, you know. Mm-hmm. And when you think about how close we are to the border, it's like, man. Isn't but, what's his name in that movie uh, from The Walking Dead? Uh, the guy who played Shane. Is he in that movie? Because I I thought uh, I, I thought I heard an interview a while back, and I think he was promoting the movie. Shane, I don't know. Shane, uh, it has um, uh, Josh Brolin's in it. Oh, he's really he's a really and, good actor. Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember Shane being in there. No, uh, he he's gonna be uh, d- uh, pun- the Punisher on Netflix. But it's it's a good movie, man. It, mm-hmm. It's it's based on, um, you know, not uh, like a true story, but it's based on things that are happening right now mm-hmm. with, uh, in Juarez and and the, the drug cartels over there. And it's, it's it's really a good movie. Yeah, it's getting a little bit out of hand over there. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's been like that for. Oh yeah, it's been like for, that for some time. Forever, but, but yeah, you you don't hear about the. I mean, I don't know how 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 uh, how much research they did, but it looked pretty authentic. And if it's if it's anything close to what they're saying there, man, mm-hmm. don't go to Juarez. <laughs> oh, you Ever. get yourself caught up, oh, just man. like uh, old boy over here, Sean Penn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't want to get caught up like that. No. It's um, yeah, I ended up watching that movie, The Departed. And I was like, man, that is oh, that's, that's a good movie. amazing. That's, that's really and good just movie. all of, that's all of his, man. yeah, all of his movies. I mean, wow. Yeah. Him, uh, they just had that. I don't know if you heard about the the Godfather thing that they did on HBO, where they uh, they called it the Godfather epic. They pretty much combined the first two movies, and they just played him, I guess, chronologically from when he from when um, from when he was young. Up until, I guess he built his little, I guess little empire or whatever. Like it goes, like it goes. I guess it just plays. I haven't seen it yet. I guess it plays from Godfather Two, from when he was like a young kid with De Niro. Yeah. I think all the way through like Godfather One, and I guess from there, it's like six hours. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I think they have new the footage. Godfather was like. One of the, if not my favorite movie, was The Godfather, mm-hmm. the first one. I and finally uh, saw it a, about a year ago, but a year or two ago. I've got the, mm. I've got the Blu-rays. I've got the DVD special edition. I've got the DVD with extra footage. I mean, you got everything <laughs> on The Godfather. Mm-hmm. I, I, I never, I didn't buy the third one because I didn't like the third one as much. You don't like? I, I saw the third one. It, it was again. It's when, like when like you compare the, it to to the other two, it's well, like like I said. You know, the for some reason the third sequel always seems mm-hmm. to be the bad one. Because he's getting but, he's getting old, and then yeah, and and uh, Coppola's daughter was in there, and she just didn't seem to fit in to me. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, the first Godfather Man, that was a classic, 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 classic. And then the Godfather Two, jeez, that was man with the De Niro and uh, Pacino, another classic. Mm-hmm. And and I think, I think the first one was was better than that deserved best picture that year. But they gave it to Godfather Two because, like, a, as a makeup for the previous. I forget what won that year. That must have been what nineteen seventy, seventy. Yeah, something like that. And and the Godfather was nominated, but lost to somebody else. Something to some other movie, and it was an outrage, man, because that was the best movie out there. But I forget who, what won. So the next year, when when uh, well, I don't know if the next year, but or maybe the following year after that, when the Godfather two came out, they gave it to to that mm-hmm. movie, deservedly so, but. I think the first one deserved it too. Yeah, because I mean, you have you have Brando and Pacino. I mean, just Brando alone. Yeah. I mean, uh, before before Duvall, he, yeah, yeah, um, before he got out of hand. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Brando, I remember the first. I, I actually saw his one of his first movies. I think it was the first or second one, Streetcar Named Desire. I saw oh, it in I saw it in high school. We did a uh, little. We even I think we read the play too. From what I remember. Well, I think one of his. Before that, he did the Wild Ones. Yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah. I think that was a. Was that the first one that he did? Or? Well, I don't know if it was the first. One, one of the it, first. It was that was a, might have been one of, like the first one he was a major actor in because mm-hmm. he started out as a as a you know bit actor. You know, he, I'm sure he had other roles that where mm-hmm. he didn't. Uh, he wasn't the lead actor, but that that was one of the first ones that he was a, mm-hmm. the lead actor. And he was in Superman, uh, Superman two, um, something like that. One or two. One yeah. or two. He was, I didn't. I did he not was know Superman's that. Superman's father. Yeah. Superman, and then he just eventually just started, I guess it just got to his head. He started (laughs) getting a little out of control. Well, he was a little weird. Yeah. By the time he did Apocalypse Now, he he had gone off the rails. (laughs) Yeah. But another great movie. But, yeah, it's just, yeah, they they have that on HBO, and I've been meaning to check it out. It's just six hours long. Maybe I'll just watch two hours one day and then. It's and they call it the back. Godfather saga. The Godfather epic. That's what epic. it's called. It's the first two movies. I guess they just. So they kind of combine them together. Yeah, combine them and then just play it in chronological order, I like as far that. as the that, events. That should be interesting. It sounds pretty good, because <clears throat> you know how they have the flashback in Godfather yeah, Two. Yeah, in Godfather Two, it's almost like they they went. It's almost like they should have done the Godfather Two first, mm-hmm. right? Because it, it tells you all about the history yeah. of, of the Corleone. Yeah. And how they started. Yeah, and I guess that's what they did for this one. They just kind of. It kind of makes sense to do it that way. Yeah, it sh- it does, and it, far more interesting for people who haven't seen it. I gotta check it out. Mm-hmm. Did, did it just? Is it just uh, released? It just premiered like about a week or two ago. Oh, wow. And I have the I have HBO now, and they have it up there. So. Yeah, I have, I've got it. a HBO Go. So mm-hmm. it's 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 up there too. Yeah, it should be up there. And other than that, as far as TV shows, I just finished watching American Horror Story the third the third season, the yeah. one with the witches on it. I have been on that one for so long, and I just said <laughs> I need to finish that one. Uh, so I finished that, and I started watching Better Call Saul. I love that show. The first season. Yeah, the first. Yeah, it's season. on Netflix, right? Yeah, I gotta, I gotta catch up because I started watching. I watched the first three episodes mm-hmm. and then I got busy with other stuff so I said I'll just catch it on Netflix because I got t- too far behind yeah so now that it's on Netflix I gotta get back into it because mm-hmm. I know the, the second season gonna start up pretty soon oh yeah I think next week already and that, The Walking Dead starting I don't know if you watch The Walking Dead but The Walking Dead starting on Sunday the, la- uh, the, the last the season I haven't, half, haven't half. caught up on that and Fear the Walking Dead I'm still kind of behind 
Yeah, Fear the Walking Dead, I saw it. But it's funny because when I, when I saw The Walking Dead, I got into it right away. Mm-hmm. Me and too. It's been hard me to too. get into Fear the Walking Dead for me. I don't know if I want to commit myself to another series. Yes. Because there's a Game of Thrones coming up and soon, I'm sure. Um, but The Walking Dead, man, I, I don't know how much longer they're going to keep it going, but you know, as long as they do, I'm going to be watching because I really like that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I love The Walking Dead. Yeah. Breaking Bad, I, I love. Breaking Bad was awesome. Um, Sons of Anarchy, I loved. That was, you know, and I, I lost amc for a while there so i lost like two seasons but i caught up mm-hmm. and got the end of, no i caught the end mm-hmm. can i pause for a minute man because i gotta take a leak uh, oh we can wrap it up if you want okay. yeah we're we're about uh kind of reaching the end already it okay. kind of went over a little bit but yeah <laughs> no but it's been it's, over time <laughs> yeah it's been fun uh david uh i'm really glad we finally were able to get together to do this kind of quick um why? And I know you've been trying to do it for a while, but yeah. it's just, but you know, it just, it's just, it's and, just, and I end up, you know, being busy myself. I'm like, you know, what? I'm just going to put it off for, for yeah. another day, but, and we got to do it again another time. I mean, it's, it's all, just I, so much to, so much to cover. Yeah. And it's always fun to talk. I mean, it's always fun. I mean, we talk about this when at the Ronald McDonald house, but yeah, but then we get interrupted because yeah. somebody wants something. Right? So yeah. So, it's kind of hard to, to maintain that stream of, mm-hmm. of thought, you know? When yeah. You're, when you're yeah. But we got to do it again sometime, you know, another Saturday evening where we both have nothing going on. We could just kind of, kind of go a little deeper than what we did today. Sure, man. It was, it, but, was, uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And, and, um, hope to have you back on for future episodes. Sure. Anytime. All right. Thanks, David. All right.